G'day, welcome to another episode of the Second Again Racing Podcast. Um, obviously joined by me and Jacko as usual. We've coming off a, another or our week. We tipped two seven dollar fifty winners, which was nice. A little bit random. If you can ever tip a winner at this time of the year, you're always going all right. Um, we're actually really lucky this week. We've we've got a guest on a, again. Um, he's a twenty five year old rising star jock. Um, he's just moved up to Queensland, up to the sunny Gold Coast. He was just letting us know before. Um, He's come part of the, the Annabelle Nation stable and, and he's recently ridden a group two winner up there as well. Um, he's amassed over 440 wins, which you'd be pretty happy to hear, I reckon. Um, he's one of the most consistent young blokes going around in the, in the country at the moment and we're bloody pumped to have him. Brody Loy, mate, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, all well on my end. How are you guys? Yeah, we're going well. We're going real well. And you were saying you've, you've just moved up to Gold Coast and you're right near the beach. Yeah, uh, not far from the beach, um, not far from the beach or the track, which is great. So, yeah, it's um, pretty good setup up here, which is which is nice to have. Lovely, yeah, a bit of a fill up on the weekend, mate. Couple of wins, and obviously Holyfield was a massive result in the stake, stakes race up there at Ipswich, mate. But you know, what one ride yesterday, no rides today. Are you just a bit of a grand final jock this this time of year, mate? Oh, I wish I was, but um, <laughs> no, I. Uh, it's a bit more relaxed up here. I obviously down in New South, I was riding just about every single day. Um, but yeah, my manager, obviously when we come up here, we try to redevelop the the dynamic of, of who I'm trying to be as a jockey. And I really obviously wanted to establish, establish myself in the metropolitan ranks. So, um, you know, there's a difference between working hard and working smart and hard, I guess. So we're just trying to stick to the metro areas and uh, up here and, and the provincials on a Sunday and Thursday and so on. Like, There's obviously a lot less racing here than as you see on Racing New South, uh, South Wales where you're just travelling everywhere where up here I'm a bit spoilt for choice. I'm only going a couple of hours up the road, but that's the furthest meeting. So pretty lucky. Um, and like I said, changing the dynamic of everything and having a bit more of a lifestyle, like, but obviously still working hard, track work most days, um, in the gym, pool, so on. Definitely, mate. And you've and you, and you hit the ground running up there as well with Nisham, obviously. But talk to us about Saturday, mate, with Holyfield. Where's he headed? How was the? How do you feel on Saturday? Obviously, drew wide and, and got him home. But talk to us about where he's headed. I think he'll go to the Glasshouse um, next Saturday up at Sunshine Coast. Uh, he's pulled up great. He towed me around morning and he, he looks a million dollars um i went went in and seen him on um, monday morning and yeah he looked he looked a treat so he's uh he's pulled up great and i'm sure he'll um he'll be on song for next week a bit a bit deflated at the weather um by the looks of it it's supposed to be raining next week all week apparently but hopefully uh it was supposed to be raining this week as well and it never comes so hopefully it doesn't come next week Beauty. I want to I want to take you back. So 2012 was your first ride, I believe, and it was yeah. down at Donald and right. the horse name is it Law Bain? Is that how we're going to say Law Bain? Yeah, Law Bain. Um, yeah, absolute grub of a horse. <laughs> My old man used to have to ride him. He was about nearly 600 kilos, I reckon, and massive. And yeah, just te- like terrible. He whipped around, and yeah, he dropped me a few times actually. But yeah, he's um. He still holds a special place in my heart. Um, 3D outside the leaders, punching the breeze, <laughs> forty to one in the first ride. So, yeah, well, um, it's um, yeah, he, he he was a good horse to me. And was that 
so like your old man used to ride that horse and then you sort of changed over and when you took the ride was that actually organized that you were going to do that and that was sort of the Passover or how did that all work um well i was first apprentice to uh one of my dad's really good mates um and dad used to ride track for him so uh he my dad liked to say that he set it all up even though it was 40 to one year it was gonna <laughs> bro, six hours in a three horse uh three horse truck and had the owner there with us as well so we we tripped up tripped up to donald and yeah got the cash and uh i was only 15 so i couldn't even have a beer on the way home <laughs> You probably did anyway, didn't you? <laughs> oh yeah, well, well maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, f- fast forward to the to the you know the, the good days now, mate. So you've obviously, like I say, you've hit the ground running with Nisham at the moment. You've landed a gig that probably a lot of jockeys up in Queensland had their eye on, and probably down in Sydney as well. So being the the stable jockey up there for for Nisham in Queensland, and want to give a shout out to Todd Pollard up there. He does a great job, and everyone's hit the ground running up there, but. Mate, Thank just you. want to just want to talk to you about how that how that sort of um, came about and how that opportunity came up. Yeah, don't um, don't give uh, Todd too much of a rap. You get a- no, he, he paid me. He paid me a bit, so I'll I'll, um, I'll sort him out later. <laughs> oh, you're lying there because he wouldn't share the outfit. So, uh, he's a legend of a bloke. Um, yeah, he come up here. And, yeah, we're, we're doing well. Um, but uh, I think I was I was at Canberra on the way to Canberra and. Um, obviously heard that morning what the rumors about the stable and so on. So I just sent her a message, uh, sent Annabelle a message. And then she said, yeah, I was thinking of you uh, asking, asking, uh, asking you, um, I was thinking of asking you, uh, whether you wanted to go up or not, but obviously I have a young fella up there and she said, how, how is that all going to work? And I just said, I'll, I'll, I'll make it work. And, and, um, just the, the opportunity, like it, it, it does take a toll on your body going every day with country New South Wales, provincials and even town. Like I just knew that to ride in town in Sydney, I'd have to ride 53, 54 and it's just impossible um, for me. So I knew that I could, I'd need a couple of really good horses to either break me in or um, everything of Annabelle's in the stable. But I mean, you've got James McDonald and Tommy Berry in front of you in Sydney. So it was hard to, really crack in when they went away i was getting obviously getting opportunities um in town with annabelle but um to to wait around with with just just the feeling of wanting to accomplish you know like it was so i I sent the message and yeah we we started talking about it and then we said let's let's make it happen and um yeah come up here and we haven't looked back yeah, killing it at the moment, mate. And am I correct in saying your first three runners with Annabelle, her first three runners as a trainer were all winners? Yeah, correct. Yeah, Unreal. so we had a, yeah we had a bit of success early, which is great, and now uh, we've kept it rolling. I think we've got 23, 22, 23 winners together now. So um, it's yeah, it's it's going quite well. That's awesome, mate. Now something I want to ask you. It's sort of racing related, not not exactly horses, but. More yourself. So I'm I'm a footballer. Always got to have the same meal the night before I play. Always putting the one sock on before the other. Game day superstitions. Talk to us. Do you have any? Mate, I have heaps. I'm massive on it. I literally, I've got two saddles that I bought because I was going to throw one out because I hadn't rode in, in a, a winner in a while. And then I won on it, so I felt like a dickhead. So I got a saddle. <laughs> <laughs> now up here, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. But, um. Yeah, a little bit of little bit of superstition, um, but 
it's probably changed. The superstitions have probably changed a little bit. Um, I had a really good chat with Corey Brown uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, hadn't rode a winner in a, a few weeks and been suspended as well. So, um, as you'd probably both understand, you, you know, when you when you tasted success, you're always wanting to taste it. So when the when the, when it's not on the table, you get you start questioning yourself and trying to change stuff up, but. Um, Corey put it quite simply and I've told a couple of, I've actually half stolen it to be honest and told a couple <laughs> of people that, uh, that have rang me for, you know, just to kick along. And I just said, you know, you go watch Roger Federer play tennis and only two sets down. He doesn't get angry. He doesn't change anything. He just keeps playing the same brand of tennis that he plays. And he's obviously, you know, the cream rises to the top and you'll see him be down two sets and win three sets too. Like it's, yeah, just not changing anything and staying consistent and believing in yourself and your ability. And, and, um, that, that usually, usually the re- results start flowing again. Yeah. Unreal mate. One thing we, um, we had Tommy Berry on a couple of weeks ago and we asked him who the characters are in the sheds. Cause we don't really get a real view on, you know, if not the same as other sports like rugby and soccer, where you get a bit of a feel for who the characters are, but, I feel like jockeys, they come out 10, 15 minutes before the race, quite little word to the owners. They'll ride yep. the race and come straight back down the tunnel into the darkness. Well, Talk to us. They're about to, they're about to faint because of the amount of weight they've lost. <laughs> <laughs> that, that plays a part. That's fair. That's fair. But, mate, talk to us about – you're obviously up up there in Queensland now, but you've spent a bit of time down here in, in, in the country circuits as well. I think um, Tommy mentioned Regan Bayless and Sean Geimer as a couple of the, the pretty big characters down here. But talk to us about who you think needs a tongue-tie in the sheds. Um, oh, mate, I'm, I reckon I'm a fair bit of a pest, but um, oh, I'm just trying to think now. Who, um, who would Who would be the... Tongue tight, yeah. Shawnee, Shawnee G's probably he's up, he's definitely up there. Uh, but mate, I reckon I'm a fair bit of a pest. I, I reckon I've moved up here. I just yeah annoy the shit out of everyone up here as well. So, um, but yeah, oh, I'm just trying to think up here who could. Jimmy Innes is just hilarious. He's mate. The story like he can just he's just someone that can like. If you asked for a plain sandwich, he'd give you the full mayo and, and yeah. <laughs> which we love. Just, we love is, a bit of mayo. Yeah, he is he one of the funniest people I've I've ever met. Um absolutely hilarious. Uh but up here, Sam Collett, she's she's a legend. She um she might need a tongue tie up here, I reckon. That's awesome. And who who have you sort of gotten close with over over the years while riding? Who are the, who are your mates and who have you gotten really close with? Um, well, since I've been up here, I've got pretty close with Ryan Maloney, but, um, yeah, Blake McDougal is probably the closest person in the jockey's room that I've got to. Yeah. We're, we're great mates and, um, good family friends. So he's, um, yeah, hopefully coming up here in a month or so and get to see his, his two daughters and partner, his partner, actually, uh, her and I grew up together. Um, then we lived around the, the corner and we've been family friends for, yeah, since we we're born. So it was funny how it all worked out, but yeah, he'd be, um, He'd be one of my best mates, and he's got two beautiful daughters as well, which is they're, 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 they're characters and they're funny. So, but yeah, he, he would probably be my best mate, I reckon. Awesome. Mate, I, I'm glad you mentioned Ryan Maloney as well because um, he rode my horse Swiss Exile a couple of times in his first preparation, and you actually rode him in his first trial as well. He's a, he's a lovely uh, two year old going on three now, but 
Just uh, just run it by him that when uh, Ryan Maloney came off him on his last start of his first prep, he said he needs to be gelded or sort of suggested that he needs to be gelded. From there, he's come out and won a group two and, and done really well in a group two as well just after that for the for the size. So just just run that by him next time you see him, mate, please. Mate, I actually love that love that horse. I was yeah. uh, actually riding when Clippo rode in, um, but we already had rides booked the Sunny Coast and Nanador didn't know whether she was going to run or not. So a bit of a touchy subject, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll make a few calls, mate. I'll make a few yeah. calls. Yeah, we go. But no, he's a, he's, a, he's a very nice horse. I've always had a lot of time for him. Um He's, he's he's a work in progress. He probably did need to be gelded at the, at the time, but Annabelle seems to have got a bit of, a bit of crap out of him and got him really good, really thriving. Um, so, yeah, he's turned into a nice horse. Um, best memory, like obviously winning on your first, your first winner is obviously a really good memory. You've had a group two winner as well and a couple of group threes enlisted. Have you got a best memory? Like I remember you riding a Wagga Cup on, it was it our last cash or something like that was a ripping ride. Have you got a best memory at the track? Um, oh, best memory at a track. Definitely not. Definitely not. When I rode the cleaner, that was probably my worst memory. I led by about 30 lengths at Mooney Valley and, and three people I reckon threw their beer at me, but um, <laughs> uh, my best memory at a racetrack. Um, uh, probably winning on burn. Um, that's got to be up there. Um, for Annabelle because it was my first sad day winner back from, um, my suspension and yeah, just really getting um, getting down and dirty last fifty with Brent Abdullah is probably I rate one of the strongest riders ever and matching strides with him and and we both just went toe to toe. So to get the get the cash over him, which is not very um doesn't happen very often but yeah it's definitely up there um he, he was on in the congo that day is that right correct yeah yeah so um yeah it was yeah that was pretty pretty great it's pretty good day but yeah um sad days sad days up there um and oh yeah our last cash it was the first it was just a class i think class one at wagga but yeah it was obviously I think a pretty decent ride, and I was yeah pretty messy the night before at karaoke bar, so it was felt pretty good. <laughs> felt pretty good. Not gonna lie. <laughs> well, I'll be honest, mate. The the Wagga camera is pretty much front on. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but the the camera from the TV is almost front on at Wagga. You couldn't even fucking see it. The three hundred. All of a sudden, he pops out and, and gets him home. But just on Vern as well. I don't know if you've heard the replay, but Flindell and, and it looked like the the photo went in the Congo or, or live. It looked like anyway. Flindell actually called in the Congo over the line. He was pretty confident as well. Did can you hear them? Talk, the the commentators over the line, the callers, or what's your thoughts? Sometimes, um, sometimes you can. Um, I won when I won on um, the Biro. I won a group two. I heard. I actually heard it um, saying that he's put his head down. And he thinks he's won. And Mark Sheen, who I think is one of the best callers it's ever been. Um, so I stood up in the irons and carried on like an absolute um, <laughs> Tommy Berry was like, mate, get down. You got beat. You got beat. And, and then I, uh, yeah, come back and gave him a fair bit of stick because I won. But um, <laughs> I, I got beat on Vern. Yeah, I, I really did. Um, pulled up and, and I said, oh, he could have let me have that one of dollar. And he said, oh, he goes, I can't, actually, I can't even remember what he said. He said something smart anyway. And then he come back and my numbers, my numbers up. So that was pretty good. That's elite. Um, we'll ask you a few quick rapid fire ones is what we ask all our guests. So you've obviously 
25. So you've come through both the Black Caviar and the Winx era. Interested to hear, mate, like, what's your pick? Who's your pick of the two? Like, where I've just leaned towards Winx. Jacko's a little bit caviar. Have you got a pick? Oh, mate, I, to be honest, I, pro- I probably don't. I mean, I, I remember being young watching Black Caviar and, and staying up with my dad and watching her at Ascot, which was, which was awesome. I actually rode against Winx last time that she got beat. <laughs> um, um, but like, yeah, just, just seeing, I guess both of them, uh, jockeys included being riding both. Like, I don't think anyone would have suited Winx better than Huey. And I don't think anyone would have suited Caviar better than Nolan. Just so, so cool, calm and collected. But I tell you what, she, like, Caviar obviously made her own luck, but Winx has found herself in a couple of sticky situations and just got there. So I'd, if I'd have to pick one, it'd probably be Winx. That's awesome. Nice. Mate, you've had a few different stints. Obviously, brief stint at Godolphin, under David Pfeiffer for a bit. Your old man out at Albury as well. Who gives the best spray? Is there one that comes to mind? Who's who's good for a spray straight after a race? Oh, O'Shea's got to be up there. <laughs> He can he can dish a spray, um, but very very quickly forgiving. Poor Telly, he can dish he can dish a great one, and and Bjorn Baker, he he loves a spray. He, he'll give me a spray at four o'clock in the morning. He's um, I've had one off Annabelle. I've only had one spray off Annabelle, and it was a pretty decent one. And I I was shaking in my boots. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, but I probably have to probably have to give it to probably Bjorn or. Yeah, Bjorn, Bjorn can get it. Yeah, there you go. Bjorn gets the mantle. Mate, It's we're in the 21st century as well, so obviously the old monk punter that's had 10 each way on something you've written can just jump on the DMs or jump on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, and give you a spray as well. Have you ever copped a spray just off some some old mate having 10 each way? Oh, heaps, heaps. Um, yeah, but I've actually copped one. I copped one off uh, on Instagram um off a page and i've actually become good mates for the bloke so it's, <laughs> it's it is funny um I, I was suspended for a bit so i know how it all when i was got disqualified and suspended for a bit so i was sitting in the pub most that day so don't worry i i can i can i can probably dish one too but the funniest one um i reckon had to be um my ex my ex-partner um she was she was a jockey and she got a spray one of my best mates from school <laughs> and he didn't know we were together. So I've had, I rang him up and made him apologize. Oh, it was mate. It was hilarious. <laughs> like, yes. Horrific. But um, that was probably one of the funniest, but yeah, I, I don't mind it, mate. Like at the end of the day, like as long as they're not saying really horrific stuff, if they just want to um, blow up, let some steam off, I'm, I'll cop it on the chin. I just, I just put a like on it or say, Thanks, Pete. Should have should have put it in a poking machine or something instead. But, yeah. it, is, it is brutal though. Like you've got to admit that it is brutal that they can just access you like that. Like literally, you'll never you might not ever see them again. They can just tell you to get fucked if they want, basically. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, like I said, as long as it's not really brutal stuff like talking about families or or um kids or anything like that. I mean, I, I can get I can get called a dog and just what. Like that's fair enough, mate. You've done your cash. You can't go out for dinner or somewhere nice instead. <laughs> want to get the on noodles? I've been there. Don't worry about that. So get a brown rice and tuna for the week. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So, but yeah, it's obviously it come. It's a part of the. It's 
part of the game. Like it's just been, I guess, how you cop it. And, I mean, anyone that anyone that you care about um, is going to give you decent advice. So there's no point listening to the people that aren't. Um, but yeah, I mean, shit. My dad's giving me a fucking fair few sprays. <laughs> my dad's fucking paying me up and said, oh, I had $50 on that, you fucking useless. Yeah. I've, uh, I've copped it all. Absolutely. Um, you spoke about family before. Kids, wife, missus, what's going on in that department? Um, I've got a son. He's six. Um, his name's Arlo. He's an absolute legend. I think everyone in Goldman loves him. Um, Kurt Goldman and Maddie Dow know him quite well, and they they love him. He's just a he's such a good kid. He's absolutely a legend. So I'll fly back down there on the, I think it's the fourteenth and fifteenth of July, and spend a couple of days of school holidays with him. Um, which should be awesome. Um, yeah, he, he's funny. Um, yeah, I've. I've Started seeing someone up here in in Gold Coast, so that's um that's 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 going good. But yeah, it's um yeah, just really really knuckling down now with with this riding. So it's it's probably taken over. I'm probably in a relationship with my career more than anything at the oh, moment. Oh, there, so he there he goes. There he goes. I always say to everyone, they go, geez, you work hard. I said, well, fuck, I didn't work for four years on my apprenticeship, so I might as well start. <laughs> That's like us through uni, mate. Just n- nothing through uni for three and a half, four years, and then all of a sudden you want to switch on. Yeah, well, that's the thing too. When you when your funds start drying up and you think, "Fuck, I wish I really didn't carry on." Like, if like I met my nineteen year old self now, I'd probably flog him. But <laughs> that's all a part of learning and growing. And yeah, it makes us who we are. Absolutely. And is your is your son a chance of of getting legged up onto a horse? Do you think is that the direction or not? Nah? absolutely not he is huge he's a massive boy he's uh, like he he uh he facetimed me the other day saying he's scored a try in in rugby he might go down that path but um he's definitely not going to be a swimmer uh we we go to the pool a little bit and he's a bit like me he swims like me he's uh <laughs> great at it but he's um he, he might be a comedian he's very funny he's such a funny kid and hard of gold so He'll, um, whatever path he takes, I suppose, just away you go. But, you know, anyone that's bigger, like, it's obviously great to – it's good to be a jockey if you can really rip in, but it, it is a struggle, like, weight-wise and dedication-wise. Like, it's not it's, – it's a great life, but, yeah, you wouldn't recommend any kids that are 58 or 59 kilos because it is – a extreme battle. But you can set yourself up in a short amount of time, four years, and you can be coming out of it house and really do what you want in life so um it's obviously a great tool to advance into whatever you want to do but yeah it is hard yucca yeah absolutely you might push him into the training ranks and be on the other side of the spray like bjorn baker who's also a bit of a comedian as well actually he is a he is a funny man he's a funny i'll give him that but uh yeah i wouldn't push him to the training ranks because yeah i've uh I've seen my dad and yeah, the mingong noodles as a trainer (laughs) trainer's Absolutely. Mate, look, as an owner, I look at a couple of races that I just fucking dream of winning. Like I look at the Cox Plate, I look at the Golden Slipper, these type of races, and I go, fuck, I just want to win this. Obviously, your chances of winning one of these races are much more attainable than mine, mate. But is there a race that you look at? Is there something on the calendar each year that you go, fuck, firstly, I want to ride in this race. And secondly, I want a horse that'll get me over the line. Uh, I just want to win a group one, mate. I'm so hungry for a group one. Um, I don't care if it's 
Queensland Oaks or a railway in Western Australia wouldn't 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 worry me. Um, obviously got a Yamazaki this Saturday for Tatsiara. Yep. Uh, or I'm sure a big race will come to mind once I get not once I get the maiden Group One knocked over. But um, yeah, just just everything that you strive for, I think, as a jockey, um, is is a Group One. But um, if I was to if I was to pick one, I'd I'd probably have to say a Cox Plate. It's just it is just one of the greatest races ever, and it's just yeah, it's from the get go, it's it's pumped. But um, you need the horse to do it. The pressure goes on early. Um, I feel like the a Group One, like a high pressure Group One, would be would be awesome to to win. Just because you need an amazing horse to to do it. You know, you see a lot of horses win. Group ones that once they get to that high pressure, like a Stradbroke or something, kind of fold. Um, you need to be seriously good to to win a, a high pressure group one. Um, but yeah, that's 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 the dream. So we'll see how we go. Awesome. So say you win this group one, you come out couple couple months time, you win the Cox Plate, you found a ride for some reason, you've got gun horse, bang, you've won the Cox Plate. Where are we going? What beers? What meal? How we part? How we celebrating, birds? Mate, I, I'm a. I love food. It's one of my biggest downfalls, and I'm quite good on the utensils as well. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, I, I love. I love cooking. Um, oh, I can't go past like a pasta. I love pasta, but I also love Japanese as well. So, um, I love sake in um, Sydney, but. If I had to pick one restaurant for that night, it's uh, Raku in Canberra, mate. It's the best Japanese I've ever had in my life. Mate, I've been, I was in Canberra for three years. I just moved back to Sydney. Raku is just stupid. Oh, it's un, it's unbelievable how good it is. It's it's my favourite. And just have the biggest pint of Asahi Black on tap and away you go. <laughs> straight, on on yeah, the straight, Blacks, mate. That, that'll put hair on your chest. Yeah, straight, straight to Wonderless. <laughs> Love it, mate. Mate, you, you mentioned Yamazaki before. Obviously, a couple of rides coming up this weekend. Yamazaki's obviously a mare that's just come over to, to the Nisham stable as well, and she's much better than what she showed last start. Last start. Um, you've got Media Scandal as well in the, in the two-year-old race before. Talk to us about both of those races. Obviously, the Tats Tiara is the big group one, and to, in fairness, both those races look pretty wide open. It's sort of $6 the field, and looks like anything can happen. So talk us through both your chances on the weekend. Yeah, I was surprised actually. I just looked before at Media Scandals race. Like she's been racing well. I know she hasn't won a race, but she's been racing well against other, uh, like in solid races and running decent time. Um, she's been consistent. They they've got her a hundred one dollar pop. I don't think she's a hundred one dollar pop. I think she's quite consistent and and a bit tough. And Casey's obviously a good trainer, so she'll have it, have her on song on the day. So yeah, hopefully um, she can run a bit better than a price. And Yamazaki, it's obviously she she didn't get a lot of luck last start. They went slow. She over raced, and Tommy just got stuck out wide because she wouldn't settle. Um, it's going to be obviously a lot more speed. She's fitter from the run. She's she seems to be going extremely well. Um, she's going better than what she was last start. And Annabelle's just changed a few things up with her, and seems to have got her spot on. So. Speed on. Um, I've seen Mark Zara and Glenn Bossman on there a couple of times, and they've been massive, massive wins. Like come from well back and had an electric turn of foot. So um, 
I would hopefully she can pull something out of the hat. I mean, she only got beat five lengths to the favourite last start and the favourite had the gun run. And like I said, she done a lot of things wrong. So uh, anything can happen. But, um, yeah, we'll go out there with an open mind and hopefully uh, can get a half a result. Awesome, mate. Well, good luck with both rides. It's been a bloody pleasure having you on. It's actually awesome just to even just to get to know you for the half an hour. You don't hear, hear too much from the jockeys, so it's been great. I'm sure the listeners are going to really enjoy it. So thanks, thanks very much for coming on. Thanks. Good one. Thanks, Brady. Cheers. Cheers.